With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to praise you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to thank you. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you. Once again, in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do greet each of you once again in his most holy name, and you, we bring you greetings from the great country of Nigeria, city Lagos, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him there is none other. We pray that this broadcast is finding you uh, blessed and in good health, uh, God's desire and God's will for us is that we prosper and that we be in good health even as our souls prosper. I want to encourage you today, child of God, and let you to know that prosperity is your portion. Prosperity is God's desire for you. Now, we may not be prospering. There are some of us as human beings, we are not prospering on our jobs. We're not prospering in our marriages. We're not prospering financially. If you are not prospering and you are under the sound of my voice, understand we if you are not prospering, you're not operating in God's will and God's plan for you. 
I encourage you today, my brother and my sister, uh, get to know God's will for you. God's will for us is that we prosper, is that we be in good health, even as our souls prosper. So when we see things that are not in line with God's will for us, we can know that there is an aspect, that there is something that is not in line with God, because God's will for us is prosperity. God's will for us is being in health. God's will for us is seeing to it that our souls prosper. I want to encourage you today, child of God. Uh, God desires that our souls, which is the part of us that makes the choices and makes decisions, God desires that that prospers first. Before you start prospering financially, start prospering in your soul. Before you start prospering in your marriage, in your ministry, start prospering in your soul. God's will for us is that we prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers. So understand that, that that prosperity begins in our soul. It begins with the choices and the decisions that each one of us are making individually. You can never really prosper in your life until you start prospering in your soul. You can never start making the right decisions in life until you start making the right decisions in our soul. So I encourage everyone under the sound of my voice, let us work to attain and achieve prosperity in our souls. God wants us to prosper. God bless you, Pastor Isaac. Good to see you, Bishop Israel. Glad to have you with us this morning. God desires for us to prosper first in our souls. And you say, Apostle, well, what is the soul? The soul is the part of you. The soul is the part of me that makes our choices and makes our decisions. We are studying God's word this morning because we made a decision in our soul to study God's word. We do right we do wrong because we made a choice or we made a decision to do so. So uh, as our soul prospers, what God is really talking about is us as human beings making choices and making decisions that are pleasing in his sight. If you want to know what true prosperity and real prosperity is, it means that, that we are making the choice to do the things that are pleasing in God's sight. My prayer and my hope for everyone under the sound of my voice is that we will all be committed to making the choices, making the decisions that are pleasing to our Creator. God is our creator. God is our father, our heavenly father. God says, Robert, I know best how my children should live. I know best what my children should eat. I know best where my children should go. So as we are led by his spirit, 
we will make better choices. We will make better decisions. And God says, as you all make better choices, as you all make better decisions, God says, then I'm able to bless you more. My prayer for you today, my brother and my sister, is that God uh, is and will continue to bless each of us even more. Bless the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Saints, we're going to take a look at something this morning from the book of First Peter, chapter 4, with a special focus on verse 8. First Peter, chapter 4, with a special focus on verse 8. The Apostle Peter writes something to us that is so profound that if you're not careful, you can miss it. Peter writes to us, he says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Once again, Paul Peter says, above all, now, above your tithing, above your gifts, above your church attendance, above your, Paul Peter says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Bless the name of Jesus. We're going to work from a theme this morning. Love covers all. Love covers all. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for another day added to our lives. We did not wake ourselves up this morning, but Father, it was you that woke us up, that placed life in our mortal bodies. One more time, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you the honor. Father, we pause reverently this morning to hear from you. You have told us in your word that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Father, we want faith to come this morning by hearing your word. Speak to us, speak through us, and speak for us that we may be edified, we may be blessed, we may have proper direction and proper inspiration from you. We thank you in advance, Father, and we trust that you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Love covers all. 
As we look at the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, Peter speaks words to us that are very important. This chapter or this portion of scripture is entitled from 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 1 down through verse 11. It is entitled in the New International Version, Living for God. In other words, Peter says now, now that we're born again, now that we are saved, we are sanctified, we are members of God's holy family. Now that we are living for God, because that is, in essence, what Christianity is all about. Before we were saved, we lived for ourselves, we lived for the devil, we lived for the flesh. We lived in ways that were not pleasing to God. We said things that God did not like. We did things that God did not like. But now that we are born again, we are instructed to live for God. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice today is that you will live for God. God. Uh, Peter wrote to us and instructed us and counseled us as to how we should live for God. And part of his motivation for instructing us To live for God. The main portion of his motivation is found in verse 7. Peter says, the end of all things is near. Now, this was written 2,000 years ago, and the end has not taken place as of yet. But the Spirit of God is still saying to us, that the end of all things is near. In other words, life as we know it, existence as we know it, in this place called earth, in this realm called earth, this is almost over, my brother and my sister. As sure as we are in the earth right now, we will have to spend eternity someplace. And because we have to spend eternity someplace, forever someplace, we need to get prepared. We need to position ourselves so that we can spend eternity in the presence of God, in the presence of angels. The other option is not Pretty. The other option is not nice. We will either spend eternity in the presence of God and the presence of angels and a place of bliss 
and peace, or we will spend eternity in a lake of fire and burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet have been thrown there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Uh, may that not be anyone's portion under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Peter says the end of all things is near. And since we are nearing the end, in life, most times when you near the end of a thing, you know, there needs to be an extra care that is afforded when when you're nearing the end. Why? Because you don't want to make all of what you did up to that point null and void. I think about my spirit is going to a young woman that was in the Olympics some years ago running the 100-meter hurdles. And she started out running the hurdles and was doing very well. She got into first place in the race and was uh, running extremely well, looked like she was cruising to a victory. And on the last hurdle, she misstepped and hit it with her leg. It slowed her, threw her off balance. She ended up falling down, and all the other runners came running past her, and she ended up in last place, a race that she had been winning, a race that she was uh, in the lead. But because of a misstep near the end, she ended up in last place. May you not have a misstep and the end. Peter said the end of all things is near. We're we're getting close to the finish line of this life. So we want to be very careful in our lives. We want to be very careful in our speech. We want to be very careful in our behavior. We want to be very careful in our giving, in our attendance, in our Uh, listening to the word, the end of all things. Well, God says, Robert, thank you, Holy Spirit. Since the end of all things is near, God says, Robert, you all need to be careful in all things. Peter said the end of all things is near. God is saying since the end of all things is near, you all need to be careful. In all things, I want to encourage you today, child of God, be careful in all things. There needs to be a care uh, exemplified by us because the end of all things is near. And the Lord is bringing in my spirit now uh, this health challenge he has allowed me to uh, experience. And one of the things that I have to do with my health being where it is and the health challenge being where it is, I'm having to relearn many things. I was uh, eating yesterday with one of my arms that had been affected the first time in over a year and a half. And um, in walking, you know, I'm having to relearn walking. Uh, some of you all take walking for 
granted, but I'm here to let you know that it should you should thank God for being able to walk because it can be taken in an instant. But I'm having to relearn how to walk. One of the things I have to do is every step that I take, I have to be very careful. That is part of the process of relearning to walk. I have to make sure that my foot is in the right place, that it is down properly uh, before I take the next step. Well, because I I understand that, you know, making or taking the wrong step can be uh, very hazardous, very tragic to me. Well, since the end of all things is near, we need to watch our step. We need to be careful with every step. We need to be careful with every decision because the wrong decision, you know, as you read about, and the Lord is bringing in my spirit now, Judas, you don't read about a whole lot of mistakes Judas made. You know, all the disciples made mistakes and had error. But we read about one crucial error he made. He sold out Christ for a certain amount of silver. That one error. Peter made error too. He denied knowing Christ three times. He denied Christ. Uh, 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 Judas uh, betrayed Christ. They both made very, very serious errors. Difference was Peter repented and was restored and ended up doing one of the greatest works for God. You know, in fact, wrote this this very scripture that we are uh, studying about this morning. Judas hung himself and his bowels uh, fell down from that. Fell down and his bowels spilled out. So uh, we all make mistakes, my brother and my sister. We all make very critical, very serious mistakes. The question is not whether or not we make mistakes. The question is what do we do after making the mistake? I encourage you, let us do the right thing after making a mistake. See, we can do the the wrong. We can make a mistake and do the right thing, or we can make a mistake and do the wrong thing. We've already made a mistake, which is the wrong thing. Well, if we commit another wrong thing, now we are compounding it. But after making our mistakes, God wants to see us do the right thing. I pray for every soul. The sound of my voice this morning is that we will uh, make the right decision after making mistakes. Pastor John, God bless you this morning. Good to have you. Good to have you with us. So as we look at our scripture, we understand that the end of all things is near. So with that being said, Peter writes to us, therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Peter says, look, the importance of maintaining the proper communication with your creator is important. In other words, prayer is a communication. It's not just us asking God for this, asking God for a new house, asking God for a new car, asking God for some more money. Uh -uh. Prayer is a communication where we talk with God. We commune with God. We, you know, the Bible says that uh, Peter wrote that it's his will that we pray always. 
And, you know, God wants us in a constant communication, constant communion with him. But in our constant communion, in our constant communication, we have to be alert. We have to be of sober mind. So I encourage you today, child of God, be alert, be of sober mind, so that our communication with God, our communion with God is not disturbed. You know, my, my spirit is going to something I often have to share while uh, in different parts of Africa. Uh, when I'm preaching, you know, different cultures do things differently. You know, and at our at the Christian Center Church worldwide, we don't have a lot of walking around while the Word of God is being preached and taught. You know, different places here in different parts of Africa that I visit, sometimes you have people walking around. I have to instruct people, you know, let's keep our walking around and our moving around to a minimum while the Word of God is being preached and taught because it is a distraction. You're trying to preach. You're trying to teach somebody walking up and down. Let's keep it down. We as we want to be focused and concentrating on God's word. See, God's word is the most important word that we will ever hear. Understand that, children of God. God's word is the most important word that we have ever heard, that we are hearing, and that we will ever hear. We want to be focused. We don't want any distractions. You know, Martha, when Jesus went to the home of Mary and Martha, Martha was walking around and doing a lot of different things. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he said. My encouragement to you, child of God, as the word of God is being preached and taught, sit down and listen. Sit down and listen to what the Lord is saying. So, Peter says to us, now understanding that the end is near, how we need to be alert, we need to be of sober mind, we need to pray. Peter says, above all. Now, with some pretty important things being mentioned, being alert, being of sober mind, praying. Peter says, above all, even, even, now these are important things, but Peter says, even higher than this, even higher than praying, even higher than being of sober mind, even higher than being alert, Peter says, Love each other deeply. My encouragement to you today, children of God, more important than your tithes, more important than your gifts, more important than your offerings, more important than your your church clothes or your your uh, denomination. More important than your affiliation or your, yeah, more important. Peter says, above all, love each other. 
deeply. I want to encourage you, children of God, this morning. Let us love one another deeply. You know, the adversary loves to get us focused in on the wrong thing. He loves to get us concentrating on the wrong thing. God wants us focused in on. God wants us concentrating in on love. I encourage you today. Let us focus in on loving one another. Let us concentrate on loving one another. And not just loving one another with uh, lip service. But let us love one another deeply and with actions. And with actions. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Our tithes don't cover a multitude of sins. Our our denominations don't cover a multitude of sins. Our our uh, so many things that uh, men and women concern themselves with that are, are not the main thing. Love is the main thing, my brother and my sister. Jesus said it like this. This, then, is how men will know that you are my disciples. Not because of how much money you pay, not because of uh, the day that you were, choose to worship or the clothes that you choose. Uh, he, didn't, he said, this, then, is how men will know that you are my disciples, that you love ye one another. So I want to encourage you today, children of God, let us... Uh, remain focused on the most important thing. You know, sometimes in in churches or in ministry, problems come up. You know, there are financial problems. Sometimes you have arguments. Sometimes you have... uh, Listen, whatever problems we are having in the church, at the end of the day, it is a love problem. It is a love problem. Sometimes, you know, even in the early church, you had some of the widows that were not, uh, that were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. It was a love problem at the end of the day. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, that as we love one another right, the problems that we are experiencing will clear up. The first problem that man had with God was a love problem. Adam did not show forth the love toward God that God desired. What did Adam do? As a result, he ate from the tree which God commanded him not to eat from. Why? It was a love problem. See, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. You'll keep my command. So Adam displayed a lack of love for God after all that God had did for him. And God says, Robert, it's the same thing today. After all that I do for men, after all that I do for women, after all that I do for children, communities, nations, men still don't love me like they should. So I want to encourage you, child of God, let us love God like we're supposed to. After all God had done for Adam, God gave him life 
God uh, gave him a perfect woman. God uh, put him in a perfect environment, created a perfect garden. Everything was perfect for Adam after all that God had done for Adam, after all that God had done for the woman. They displayed a lack of love toward their creator. Father, have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. May we display a love for God after all he does for us. It was God that woke you up this morning. It was God that is putting food on your table. It was It's God that's putting a little money in your pocket. God does so much for us. And some of you all under the sound of my voice, some of us haven't even thanked God today. Haven't even said thank you, Jesus. The first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning, my brother and my sister, is say thank you, Jesus. Because God said, I didn't have to put your spirit back into your body one more time. God said, I could have taken your spirit out of your body in the night. But God has blessed us. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, since God has blessed us, since God is blessing us, and since we are hoping and praying that God will continue to bless us, let us bless God. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. It's not about God blessing me at all times because I know he is. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. So I want to encourage you, child of God. It's not about whether God loves you. Look at what God does for us. You know, God loving us is a given. The question is, do we love God? Whether you end up in heaven or in hell is not a matter of whether God loves you. God said, I love all of you, but all of you don't love me. I encourage you, wherever you are, whoever you are, however you're hearing this broadcast, love God. Love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. And with all of your mind, God says, look, Robert, Robert, God says, I love everybody, saved, unsaved, right, wrong. God says, I even love Satan. God says, I am love. If you ever wondering what God is, the essence, the nature, his, God is love. So God loves everyone. God loves everybody, but he doesn't love what everyone is doing. He doesn't love what everybody is doing. What we have to do, children of God, you know, being loved by God, love covers all. That's what we said our topic is this morning. Since we are loved by God, let us work on displaying and manifesting the love for God that he displayed and manifested and is displaying and is manifesting for you and for me. Amen. And amen. Love covers all. Love will cover our financial problems in the church. Love will cover our problems in the marriage. Love will cover our our. Love will cover whatever the problem is. If love is in operation properly, love will cover. Peter wrote to us. In First Peter 4 and 8, he said, above all, this is why Peter said love, above, love need to be first. 
Love need to be above all. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers all. Love will straighten it out. Financial problems, love will straighten it out. God has put more than enough resources in the earth. That's why one of the first things he told man was be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. The problem is you've got some greedy men and women in the earth who are taking more than their share, and then that, that leaves others in need. When our love is in operation properly, individuals have what they need, and they share with those who don't have what they need so that they can have what they need. There are some of you, uh, under the sound of my voice, you got more than enough money. God has blessed you with more than enough money. Some of you just packing it away in your bank account. Some of you just packing it away like the, the, the rich man who was uh, storing away in barns. God has placed more than enough resources in the earth. I, be, I come to Africa just about every year, see millions and millions of people suffering lack. Yeah, and then I go turn around sometime and I go back to the United States and I see millions and millions of people suffering, uh, living in plenty. Millions and millions of people suffering lack, millions and millions of people living in plenty. God has placed more than enough in the earth. This is why God is able to tell you, be replenished, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. God said, I know I put more than enough here, but because of greed, and it was because greed was eliminated in the early church that need was also eliminated. See, in the early church, the Bible says they shared everything they had. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared, they shared. And because of this, the Bible also says there were no needy persons among them. Where you have greed in a country, in a nation, in a uh, family, in a community, you will also have need. Because what greed is, is where some people take more than they're supposed to have, and that will leave some people with less than they're supposed to have. But when you eliminate greed, whether it be in your leaders, whether it be in your people, whether it be in your, when you eliminate greed, you eliminate need. Because now those who don't have will have. Those who have too much will have just enough. Those who don't have enough will have just enough. And God's will will be done. So I want to encourage children of God, under the sound of my voice, let us love one another deeply. What love does is it causes men and women to stop walking in greed. When you love somebody, you, you stop walking in greed. If a husband loves his wife, he'll share with his wife. If a friend loves his friend, he'll share with his friend. When we really love one another like we're supposed to, we'll stop being greedy. And we'll share like we are supposed to. So, above all, Peter says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers it covers whatever it is it love a cover love a cover love covers 
a multitude of sins. So I encourage you today, my brother and my sister, let us let us love. I, I put a post out um, because I had two friends of mine that were having some issues to great men of God. They were having some issues. And immediately the Lord began dealing with me. This is a love problem. You know, one was saying this about the other. The other was saying this about it. And God said, this is a love problem. There is a problem with the love. And when we have a problem with the love, it will begin to manifest itself in a number of different ways. Maybe a backbiting, maybe gossip, maybe false accusation, maybe all of that. Love problems. If we love each other like we're supposed to, everything else will clear up. Well, that's the message, children of God. We pray that you have been blessed at the preaching and the teaching of God's word. Uh, for those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, if the word has blessed you, be a blessing to the ministry. You know, um, feel free to go to our church website and uh, make your donations, make your contributions. We will appreciate it. Uh, I wouldn't be able to go into the world and preach the gospel like this if it wasn't for uh, generous men and women. I thank you so much. Um, there are great, great men and women of God who make it possible for me to go into the four corners of the earth and share this glorious gospel. The Lord willing will be in Oyo, uh, Nigeria this weekend um, to share the word of God. I've got a few more weeks here in Nigeria before returning to the United States. Uh, we pray that um, all is well and that the saints are doing well. Look forward to seeing you all. Um, may God bless you all, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on you. And again, I want to encourage you because there are going to be individuals that are going to miss heaven because they miss love. See, they were more concerned with how much money they gave or how nice their suit looked or, or what denomination they were. Listen, all of that, let us stay focused on love. Love covers all. Deep love for one another is what God desires because there's no way that we can deeply love one another without deeply loving him. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two things hang all of the laws and all of the prophets. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. Um, may heaven continue to smile on each of you. I pray that uh, you have been blessed. Uh, I'm feeling in my spirit that someone has been uh, edified greatly today. Uh, and that's what it's all about, edifying and building one another up. Uh, 
what you're going to find and what we're going to find at the end of the day is that being built up spiritually was the most uh, important thing in our life. You know, being built up, moving, being moved closer to God. Because as we move closer to God, everything else will begin to fall into place and 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 straighten itself out. See, God doesn't have any problems. Because God can fix any situation he's faced with. You know, God doesn't have any problems. Because he can do anything he wants to do. As we move closer to him. We will find our problems, a lot of problems, disappearing and dissipating in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus. So the Lord bless you, children of God. May may you have a wonderful day. Um, send us uh, correspondence through our email on our church website. We'd love to hear from you. May God bless you and heaven smile on you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant. Uh, signing out for the Christian Center Church Worldwide.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.